many wonderful things. The point for you is to experience this unique blessing. Thank you very much. Should I stand up and speak? I can hold it in my hand. Dawn has already spoken so authentically about Self-Realization that some of you must be wondering uh, what sort of a gimmick we are up to. But one has to understand that only a person who is there can talk that authentically or a person who is a complete hoax. It has to be two extremes. A person who says, maybe, may not be, perhaps, uh, it is so, or somebody who sings about his separation and his pains are definitely not there. Because if you have met the Truth, if you have seen the reality, then you speak like Christ. I am the Light, I am the Path. You speak like Shri Krishna. Sarva dharmanam parityajya mamekam sharanam braja means give up all the religions. Religions means outside seekings and follow me. The authenticity comes from the feeling or we can say the feeling of authenticity itself. Unless and until you have achieved it, you do not speak like that. Your language is different. Like <coughs> many, many poets and many even devotees of God have sung the song, Oh God, when are you going to meet us? As long as they are singing such songs, then you should know they are not realized souls. But we have lots of poets, you to have Blake, we had a poet like Kabir. Many poets like this have sung the song where they said, This is it. You better come up and have it. And all such people who have spoken like this are the people who have achieved it. We can say in modern times, Khalil Gibran, I'm told you people study, he was one of them. We can say Zen is also the same thing. There are so many people who have said this. Muhammad was the same. All these scriptures which are written after these great incarnations on this earth, all of them are saying the same thing that they have achieved it and that you have to achieve it. All of them say that you are to be reborn. I do not know how in any religion people have given up this idea of being reborn. Nobody has gone to the seeking of it, especially when they have organized religions, they have never bothered to find out what is it talking about. It is talking about a rebirth even, even in the Bible not going to church, coming home and saying your hymns and finished. That can never, never satisfy our spiritual urge, which is much stronger, much more stronger than these 
kind of little bits of foods given to us. Unless and until we have achieved that goal, we are not going to be satisfied. We have to understood ourselves and we must have our self-esteem. At least that what we are wanting is the reality. But there are lots of gimmicks on, and you know there are lots of shopping centers on, which I have to talk about, which I hate to talk, but I have to tell you about, that people are selling these things. Everything starts selling. If they find out there are people seeking, they try to sell it. You cannot sell your evolution, can you? How much did you pay to become a human being from a chimpanzee? And how much are you going to pay to become something higher? If it is a living process, you cannot pay for it. Anything that is living does not know money, does it? Except for human beings. If they are living, I don't know, once they start knowing money too much, they also deaden completely. They also become extremely materialistic matter itself. You cannot purchase it, the first point is. Secondly, you cannot put in effort, any effort in it. They'll say, stand on your heads. By standing on your heads, can you sprout a seed? Some people might say that, all right, we'll give you a lecture on this. What lecture can you give to a seed to sprout? It is a spontaneous process, meaning it's a living process, it is with you born. That's why it is called Sahaja. Saha means with, Ja means born. It is born with you. And if it is going to work out, then you must have some experience of yourself, some knowledge of yourself, and your power, your power of yourself should manifest. For some people are trying to fly, for example. Now, are you going to become birds in next evolutionary process? Or some are hopping like frogs. Now, are we going to become frogs? We must think about it, what are we seeking to be? Some people are trying some other tricks like there's somebody who says that by doing sex you can achieve God. I mean, it is nonsense. Animals are doing that every day. Are they higher than us? I'm not saying that I'm against it and all that. Whatever is natural and sacred is all right. But the way people are trying to exploit you through your brain, through your emotions and through your baser needs. If you have to go higher, means what? What is going to happen? Let us see what psychologists have to say. Jung says, that there is something called as universal unconscious. From where you get universal symbols in our dreams, and that is how we know that there is someone who is guiding us. Of course, people don't accept Jung, they want Freud, because that suits you better. But what Freud has given you, just think of it. He himself died of a very bad cancer. If he had achieved anything in his own lifetime, you would have shown it. But we do not see the life of a person who preaches. Even I've seen people who talk about their gurus. Recently there's a guru in, I don't know where he is now, he used to be in England. He, they found out that he drinks whiskey more than the Scotchmen do, 
and he has five, six keeps and mistresses, still they are following him. He said he is above all sins, so what does it matter? And they are all becoming above sins like this, you see. So we should not be in delusion about ourselves. If you are really seeking and if you are really wanting it, then it is going to work out. It is going to work out first for the people who are of that caliber, not for people who are not of that caliber. If you have come here to sort of find out what sort of a lady is this and all that, I'm sorry, sir, I cannot work it out. You have to come here with the idea of getting it. For one thing you should know, you are not paying me anything. It is you who has come to take something from me, I am not going to take anything from you. I have come to give you something. So the question of examining me and judging me does not come because there is no shop running. You see, our mentality is that of a purchaser going to a shop. We'll see how it works out and that and that. Here nothing is selling, first and foremost thing. Secondly, it is a spontaneous process. It is the cashing of the cheque, as I say, of all your good deeds and of your past life and your seeking. If you are a true seeker, it works out. It works out despite all mistakes people have committed. I have seen some people who were supposed to be very much gone down. Some people came to me in coma also, got realization. People who took to drugs and were absolutely in it, have overcome it and are beautiful. Because all these things human beings do because they are bored of themselves. Mostly it is done because of boredom or sometimes because of the fashions around, everybody is taking, let's try. But actually human beings that I see are nothing but their spirit. They are sparkling spirit in their hearts which is so beautiful like a diamond. I see that. I see the clouds that cover it. I see you otherwise also. But I know with my love I'll be able to remove those clouds. Now these people who are talking about God and organizing religions and also people who are talking about giving you something uh, like realization and every sort of word that I say they must be saying. I'm sure about it. They have used all my language. When I went to America first, you see, people told me, Mother, you better get your lectures registered or something like that. I said, why? They said, they will print this and they will use this, they will write books. I said, very good, let the ideas move. But can they give realization? Let them speak about Kundalini. But can they do it? It's good idea, very good way they are really propagating my ideas to people. It's easier that way. Let them do it. And that's how the market is full with all the same words that I'm saying to you. But actualization of the experience, raising of the Kundalini is only done by a person who is authorized. Any dictum, Harry cannot do it. Now you may say, why you, mother? Now what to do? I can only do it. For example, if you have a professor, say, of mathematics, He's the only one who can teach you mathematics. You don't feel bad about it, do you? I don't know that. I don't know even how to drive car. I don't know how to reach Cambridge, even to direct it. So 
you know so many more things than I know. I know only one thing, and that is you are your spirit, and that you have the power to become that. These are very simple things of life which I know, and if I know that, for that why should you feel hurt? It's my job, it's my job, I have to do it, and that's why I'm doing it. And one people should understand that there is someone, there can be someone who does it out of love, need not be for anything, just for love's sake, because love is the most powerful thing. You have no idea about love. We have never used the power of love so far. It's all power of hatred. All your nations, all your organizations are nothing but handful of people who hate each other. They form a government, they form a, a democracy or a communism and this and that nonsense just to fight. They don't know the power of love which is the most dynamic power. The pure love of God, the divine power of love is all-pervading. Now whatever I am saying, I am going to prove it to you. I am not just telling you a story, it is going to be proved and you are going to find it out whatever I am saying is true or not. You are going to also find out that you are that Spirit, that you are that beautiful thing I am taking and once you achieve your Spirit, you become collectively conscious. You become, again I say, I'm not saying you have to become, we are all brothers and sisters, you just become. It just happens in your awareness, it just enlightens your awareness in such a way that you start feeling another person. Now, as the things are today, we know there are many diseases, we do not know the cure of that. For example, cancer. Cancer is a disease people are really frightened of. Now I must tell you, I've been telling this for ten years and I've done the curing of cancer, that Sahaja Yoga is the only way cancer can be cured. There's no way out. You have to get your Kundalini awakened. If you do not get your Kundalini awakened, maybe you might be a to some of these forces. Maybe the physical problem, maybe the mental problem, because there are these evil forces let loose. They are around this mass hypnosis that took place of the children. Nobody can explain, but I know that. So many people committed suicide, you know, in uh, which country was that? Guyana? Yes, all that was nothing but the same. Psychologists are still children and unauthorized, they do not know what people can do on your minds and how things can work out, how these evil forces are working. On one side is this, the other side, your projection of your mind, projection of your brain. So-called rationality without wisdom has no sense at all. You rationalize, everything is rationalized, what's wrong? Even killing your own, your own mother, what's wrong? Can you explain? It goes on like this, whatever you do, what's wrong? At the most you'll go to jail, all right, it's all right, but nothing wrong in it. With rationality you can rationalize all kinds of wars and everything, so the other projection moves. 
your brain projection, which is linear, moves like this and comes back onto human beings. All these big civilizations you have created and these big advancements you have made and what has happened, people are committing suicide. For example, we had some people from Sweden, young girls, A17, oh, studying in Cambridge, I must tell you. They were studying in Cambridge, they came to Caxton Hall and their vibrations were so bad that I had to call them at home, just like dead bodies. I said, what's the matter with these people? Young girls of seventeen, eighteen. I called them home, I talked to them, and I found that they were planning all the time how to commit suicide. Seventeen, eighteen-year-old human beings who are created after thousands and thousands of years of work, so delicate and beautiful. And what they are doing is nothing to commit suicide. But now I am told Switzerland is competing with Sweden, which is supposed to be the most affluent country. So what is happening with your advancement, you must also have a little rethinking about. Is that going to give us happiness? Is that really going to solve our problems? We are running away from it. We are running away from it. Why? There must be something wrong in this. And what is wrong in this is that we have not paid any attention to our spirit. That is the source of joy. Today you find thousands and thousands of people are seeking amas. Of course, some are in fashion, but so many are genuinely seeking, no doubt. They may seek it in drugs, may seek it in gurus, anywhere, but they are definitely genuinely seeking. Of that I'm sure. I've seen that happening. Now why this seeking has suddenly come up on our mass level? It used to be individualistic, one or two people used to seek. Say about 12,000 years back, there's a mention of one gentleman going to Raja Janaka and asking him the knowledge of Self. And he was put into so much of uh, testing and all that and ultimately he was given his Self-realization. So why today there is such a seeking everywhere? Because it was to be. Today is the time of confusion. It's called as Ghor Kaliyuga, means the blackest time, blackest modern times, where the Kali rules, and it was promised that at this time there will be such a lot of confusion that people will start seeking, and the seeking will be blessed. And that is what is happening through Sahaja. It is all being prophesied and the prophecy has to be fulfilled. Now for you people, I have to tell you about Kundalini because you must be anxious to know about it and talk about it. But the knowledge of Kundalini is something very subjective in the sense that if you come in this room and it's a dark room, if I tell you about it, uh, about the electricity, its history and the one who invented it and how it was brought to Cambridge and who started the first one, you'll get a headache. 
Instead of that, I can tell you, you come in and put on the light. Simplest thing is to put on the light. And if you can put on the light, you can see for yourself that what is all this going on here. Otherwise, it's such a headache to go round and round on that subject. Now I've seen some people have written such big books on Kundalini, most amazingly, who have no idea of Kundalini at all, absolutely zero. Some of them are saying, see the book is like this, some people say the Kundalini is in the stomach, some say it is in the brain, some say it is in the lower portion of the body. Now, if such a thing is to be written, what others are saying, you can write even such a big book, but there is no definite thing about anything written in this book of Mr. Avon, which is such a huge thing. Now, there are so many other books also which have been written by Indians, the great, you see. Indians are, I hope there are no Indians here. Indians are very good at manipulating things, I must tell you, and I am one of them. And you have to take them always with a pinch of salt because if they are genuine, they can be absolutely genuine. But if they want to be crooked, they can be first-class crooks. The reason is this. India is a yoga bhumi, is a great country of good vibrations, you can say, a vibration where lots of great saints are born. So the whole place is vibrating. I mean, if you get your Realization, you will see yourself, what I am saying is true or not. So in a country like that, only two extremes are born, either very good or the very nasty. The very nasty are born to topple down the play of the Divine. Now, in India, people having a certain sense, you see, they have a certain sense of wisdom, I should say Indians, to understand who are the crooks, you see, because we know all these tricks of the crooks. So now they are being exported from India to other countries. And these people are more interested in your purse, so they are not interested in poor Indians. So they are all abroad and they are very nicely enjoying their life here, which you cannot enjoy. Already they have got their heaven here and that your cost and they are enjoying it. But because of your knife, because of your naivety, I would say, because you are insensitive to spirituality, it happens. If you were a sensitive person, you would have known that they are crooks. You are seekers, you are very genuine, but you are extremely simple. And this is the naive is the word for that, because Indians know who is a crook. Of course, some foolish Indians may run after a man who gives them a diamond. He doesn't give to poor, he gives to a rich man a diamond. If he gives one diamond, he takes ten diamonds from that fellow by mesmerizing him. All these tricks of the trade are known to Indians, at least to elderly people of my age group. But the younger people still are westernized, you see. So the westernized are getting sophisticated and they have some place for these uh, gurus who are trying to befool them. Now, for you people, I'm just telling you that you face the truth as it is. You should have that scientific outlook, is to keep yourself open. Just see for yourself, do not deny it, do not accept it blindly, but let it work out. If it works out, you will see the results. Then after Realization takes place, 
when the Kundalini rises and breaks the Sahasrara, this point, the baptism takes place in the actual way, not through a theological college fellow, but through a real spontaneous happening, then you start seeing for yourself and you have to maintain it and you have to work it out. So this is a compromise between you and me. I'm going to tell you something about Kundalini, but that also you do not take up too much seriously, you see for yourself. It would be something like this, you are sitting in this room and I say that reality is in the other room. So I said, you say, all right, show us the photographs first of all. So I show you the photographs. Then you say, all right, you tell us about it. I tell you everything about it. Still you have to go to that room. Unless and until you go to that room, all this is useless and meaningless. So even if I tell you about this, that's not the last word. This is all because you are so fond of lectures, I've been giving now a three hundred and I don't know how many I've already given lectures, you see, I've been lecturing and just now I'm driving down from London State here and another lecture is here. But, all right, lecture gives you an opening and apart from that your rationality is little bit satisfied that Mataji can speak English is something all right and all these things. But again you have to go to the other room to see the reality is the point. So that's one thing, is that you should be prepared to go there. Now, if you are egoistical, I'm sorry, it will show, we know where ego is. I mean, those who are realized know your ego. Some people have even like Napoleon, even bigger than that, you see, like a balloon, and it covers their heart completely, they're heartless also. I've seen such egoistical people in modern times that history could not have produced such. I mean, he may be an ordinary man somewhere, absolutely uneducated, but <laughs> he could be so clownish that you can't understand from where did he get his ego. So this modern time, especially in advanced countries, it sort of nourishes your ego. Every walk of life, you see the advertisement, how they nourish your ego by saying things. So all this works out towards ego. Now the superego is also there, where we are so much conditioned, especially in a place like Cambridge. Now you are university, you have a library. You read all kinds of books, from black magic to third eye to fifth eye, everything you have read so far. So that is all going into your superego and you have a problem with that. So all these problems are within you. Apart from your physical problems are there, then your family problems are there. There are basic problems of not getting love from your mother, father and all these things are there. All these problems are within you and that's how these centers may be little difficult. But doesn't matter, I'm going to work it out. I've worked it out on thousands and it is going to work out in you. I'm very hopeful. Now England, I always call it the heart, heart of the universe. If the Kundalini is in India, the heart is in England. And it's the English wisdom that is going to do the job. I have all hopes about it because they are not shifty like Americans and they are not stern like, I mean, Rock of Gibraltar, I call them, <laughs> the Germans. So it's something in between. Of course, rather difficult to crack, but once they are done, they are very good and excellent. Now we have a person like Don and a person so many like that, you see, who who have really contributed so much, 
so much to Sahaja that you'll be amazed and how their lives are transformed and how they have become beautiful, I cannot tell you. I really just see them and feel so happy that they are enjoying themselves and they are now giving realizations to others and giving them their own meaning. We have to find our own meaning, we have to find our own wholesomeness and we have to find out our absolute point. Because of relative living we are confused. Once we have got it, then you get the absolute knowledge, about which I'll tell you little later when I've told you about the Kundalini. Now, here it's a small map, our big map has not come, but still you can see for yourself, is in the triangular bone called as sacrum. We have got this residual force or we can call the premune, mm, what is it in ordinary English for premune? Uh, you can say the germinating part of the seed in the triangular bone which is called as sacrum. Now this sacrum is the bone which never burns, even the whole body burns out. That's why the Greeks called it a sacrum, means a sacred bone. They did not know the Kundalini existed, maybe knowing, I don't know, but they called it a sacred bone. Just imagine how it has worked. Now, this triangular bone contains that energy which is coiled in three and a half coils. Now, it has a significance, three and a half coil. That, of course, I do not want to go into mathematics about it, but later on, sometimes you will know. Above that, these centers that are placed, all of them, six of them and one below it, seven centers are actually the milestones of our evolutionary process. For example, the center here now is the center when human beings raise their heads <coughs> from the animal stage to become human beings. At that stage, this center came into full force. When this center came into full force, a new thing happened into human beings which does not happen into animals, is that we achieved our freedom. Now I'll tell you in medical terminology how we have achieved our freedom. What we see here are three lines, if you see carefully. On the left-hand side is the first line, blue-colored line, which is the line which shows our power of desire. This is the one which is the psyche. This is the one which conditions us. This is the one by which we live in our past. This is our desire. The second power, that is the yellow-colored one, is the power to create, is power of action. So we use for, for this power our brain as well as our body. This is the power that takes us to our future. We plan for our future and things like that. So this is the line that is for our future. In the center you see another line which is actually broken at a point, at a void we call it. I mean the Zen void, do not confuse with it. This is Sahajoga void. So this central line which is there is the line 
by which we sustain, by which we become from amoeba to human stage. This is how we evolve. Sustenance is our quality. For example, gold has a sustenance. Gold is untarnishable. In the same way, human beings also have got a sustenance by which you know what is a human being. How can you make at an animal and a human being? Very simple method, you should tell me, grandmothers. Very simple method, how do you make out an animal and an... Very simple is, put them in a dirty bin. One would run away, another would sit down. So the human beings are at this stage when they raise their head, became human beings. And because of that, these two powers, left and right powers, which were acting within us, started producing a kind of a balloon in the head, called as ego and superego. The one which is the conditioning, another is the ego. These two institutions developed into our heads and formed a very thick covering here when this bone, which was a soft bone in our childhood, is called as a fontanel bone, became solidified, calcified, and we became a separate entity, like you are Mr. So, you are Mrs. So, you are this and that. That's how you have achieved your freedom, as Adam and Eve have achieved. Now, you are a different person, you are a different person. Every human being is made a separate person and independent person. The reason was that at this stage, it was not possible to go further with evolution without giving you freedom to choose what is good and what is bad. This experience you had to have within you, and that's why it was done in this way, that the ego and superego, both the institutions were created in your brain, and you were given your freedom. And that's how you have become a separate entity. Once you have become the separate entity, you started choosing. This is good or that is bad. But as human beings are, their attention goes out. That's also a reason which I cannot tell just now, but the reason goes out. There's a parallelogram of forces works out. Our attention goes out. If I tell you to put your attention inside, you can. It's always out. Attention cannot go inside. And that is the reason, because attention goes out, it has action and a reaction, and this ego starts bloating, and the superego also starts bloating. And the more you have it, the less you have your heart. Now, when these two, three things I'm telling you about, you do not see them in medical sciences, but you see them as expressed as gross nervous systems called as left and right sympathetic nervous systems and in the center is the parasympathetic. Now what you see outside is the gross form, inside is the subtle thing. Now when you raise the Kundalini, you can see with your naked eyes the pulsation of the Kundalini, not in everyone, all those people who have a problem in the second center called as the Nabi center or the, I mean, the third center also called as the Swadhisthana. Swadhisthana, you can call it second or third, depending on its position. So if there is a problem on these centers, you find the Kundalini trying to pulsate, and in some people we have seen it so fast, 
I mean, we have taken pictures and we've got also some films of that, the way Kundalini moves in the triangular bone. Now one has to know that this cannot be done by any human effort. I mean, somebody says, you jump on your head, you'll get to God. That's very easy to do. Somebody says, stand on your head, that also with practice you can do it. Somebody says, you hop and go a little higher with hopping, you can do it. But with that, your Kundalini won't rise. Then you can see with your naked eyes the Kundalini rising in some people who have obstructions. But with the stethoscope you can hear the sound of heart in the Kundalini area and in the backbone. You can see it and it reaches here. You can hear also on this area that sound. It is described by Kabira, Shunya Shikharapara Anahada Bajire is all described by all those people who are realized souls. But we do not read. We read horrible people like this Lampa Sampa, what is his name, is with a third eye business. We never read the real authentic people like Shankara. We do not read people like Kabira, Nanaka, Christ, who says, I will appear before you like tongues of flames. Now what is that? What is that? That is the same as the centers. They really look like flames pulsating. You can see them clearly. Now these centers are within us and when the Kundalini awakens, she enriches them, integrates them completely and when she crosses this center, this is the center of Christ. This is the center of Christ between the pituitary and the pineal body with the crossing of the optic chiasma, there's a very subtle center which you cannot see with your naked eyes, which is called as Agya Chakra. And when the Kundalini crosses that, you become absolutely thoughtlessly aware. You are aware, you are listening to me, but there is no thought coming from ego or superego. Actually, we either live in the past or the future. The thought rises, falls off. Another thought rises and falls off. Sometimes we see the thought coming in. So we jump from thoughts to thoughts and thoughts, but in the center is the present. There we cannot stop. So these thoughts are coming into us. When the Kundalini rises in the center, you stop at the present moment. Means you become absolutely thoughtless. You are listening to me, but there is no thought coming to you from inside. That's called as Nirvichar Samadhi. Samadhi means enlightened, enlightened awareness. It doesn't mean death. Some people think that somebody is dead is samadhi. I mean, everybody is going to do die, a dog, cat and a human being. What is there in a samadhi? I don't understand why death is so much uh, worshipped by people and they think by dying only they are going to achieve something great. Nobody dies. Actually, even if you try to kill yourself, you'll be back here like a bad penny. It's not easy. <laughs> to die that way. So it's better not to try such tricks, you see, because that's a very dangerous stuff. Now, when the Kundalini rises, she integrates you because she goes through your mental, physical, emotional being and you get integration. When she crosses this, you get thoughtlessly aware. But when she pierces this, she touches, touches your spark of spirit, 
which is actually residing in the heart, but the seat is here. And then you start feeling cool breeze in the hand blowing, coming up. And this cool breeze is described by Shankara in so many books. Even in the Bible it is called as the cool breeze of the Holy Ghost. Even in the Qur'an it is called as Ruh. This is what one has to feel, is a cool breeze which blows from your hand and you know the energy is flowing. Now you have become a hollow personality and the breeze has started blowing from your hand. Now with this breeze you can maneuver it, you know how to handle it, centers and you know where is the problem. And also everything is decoded by which you know where is the problem. For example, we have one Cambridge graduate who's done his, uh, I mean has done his archaeology, archaeology, very sensible man. And uh, he, <coughs> he once, uh, he got his realization, but still, you know, as the ramblings are of the Western mind, you see, he was still thinking, how can it be? Mother said it is universal. So one day he told me, Mother, I'm burning here, What's that, that? what does that mean? I said, these are all the centers of your father. And this finger is for the throat. So your father must be down with bronchitis. These were my words. He telephoned to his mother in my presence, and father was not there. Mother came on the phone and she said, that, sorry, father is down with bronchitis. The same sentence, she said. He was amazed and we could cure him sitting down there. We knew about Nick's son, we knew about all of them, their Kundalini. We are not worried about their political positions, but where is their Kundalini? Where are their chakras? What are they catching? If they are catching this, means what? All is decoded, every knowledge about it is given to you absolutely with love. The power of love is here. And left and right side movement in your being takes you to these satanic forces which are let loose. Either they could be very ambitious or they could be very sly. You have to achieve this position of supreme love and you'll be amazed how dynamic it is. Of course, I would say Kundalini has been described since thousands of years. But the time has come for you to see the Amas, manifestation of Kundalini, because the time of blossom has come. When the tree is just beginning, it has only one or two flowers. But when the blossom time comes, thousands of flowers can be converted, because the time has come. I would say this is the last judgment. God is not going to make you sit on some weighing pan and see what weight you have got. It's the Kundalini which is going to rise. She is the one who is going to say, what are you? And that is how the judgment has already started. You will see for yourself how one can judge another person, not on what dress he's wearing, how he's walking, whether heavy weight or low weight or tall or short, but on the Kundalini, how far he is there 
how far he is the spirit that is being judged by their vibrations. Vibrations are such absolute things. If you want to ask any question, say you want to ask, is there God? Ask such a question even now, you'll get cool breeze, a draft coming to Like a computer you start working, you'll be amazed, all your questions are answered. For example, Stonehenge now, people don't know what it is like. I know what it is. When there, these are the stones which are thrown by the Mother Earth. We have many like that in our country. We saw the vibrations, I said, Sir Yogis now feel the vibrations. Then later on people tried to cover them up and do all these things. But actually they are the stones thrown by the Mother Earth and it is written in the Ten Commandments if you read. Whatever is created by Mother Earth or by the skies are not to be reproduced. Now what are these things? Are not to be worshipped. Now what are these things? We never think about these things. What are these things which are produced by the Mother Earth, which are created by the Mother Earth? These are the stones, special type of stones which have a coefficients to throw vibrations. We have so many of them, but we have that sensitivity to know them. We have built up temples on top of that. It's not statue worship, it's the worship of the real vibrations coming out of it. It's a very deep science, one has to understand, which integrates all the religions of the world and gives you a complete light over all the scriptures. Nothing is false, nothing is wrong. These dogmatic, horrible people who wanted to make uh, money out of it or some sort of a power out of it have worked it out in a wrong way. These are all the flowers of one tree. They have removed all the flowers from these trees and have made it ugly. So when you have this realization, you reach that absolute point, from where you get all your absolute answers and the feeling is of complete relaxation and joy. Joy is not a thing which is happiness and unhappiness. From your ego you get happiness. People say, I don't know, I went there, I felt very happy. You go to a pub, you feel very happy too. But some people say, I felt very unhappy, that is super. Joy is in between, is complete, is silent, it works, it coordinates, it loves. And joy is the knowledge. Let's try if it works out uh, with you people, but minimum please put your hands towards Me and both the feet. If you are not going to do it, you have to go back because this is not proper to do that way, isn't it? You have not come here for anything else but to get realization. So better to go. Hmm. This is it. All right. Thank you. Authority to awaken the Kundalini. What do you mean? 
What do you mean by certain people? There are some people who have this power in them, flowing in them, see? That's what I mean. It's very simple. Those do not have this power flowing in them, have no authority to raise Kundalini. For example, a person who has the authority is a realized soul, and a such a person is above temptations. He is a very pure person, he is a person of love. The very sensible man has to be. He's a, he is a higher type of personality. Now, we have some people, see, who are very realized souls in India also, I know them. Also in Rangoon there is someone, there are everywhere. And uh, we have known many people. And I've seen people like Bishop Berkeley was a realized soul too. But some of them do not know what is Kundalini is, they are just born like that and they are different type of people and they go against all kinds of dogmas and fight it and all that, but they don't know what is working it out, you see, they are not aware of their own awareness. Then some people are, of course, there are some people who know about these things and also they work out Kundalini. But for example, now you will be amazed, here fifty percent people are here sitting who can raise the Kundalini, who are realized souls. Fifty percent people are here in this hall. So it can work out. So far, you see, those who are in the market, I should say, I have not seen even one who has this. But those who are hiding themselves are realized people, lots of them are there. And uh, they came to see me and I went to see them and, I mean, we are in one union. And their idea about people is very funny and they think that you people will harm them and you'll never listen to them because you like circus and you like all artificial things and you have always crucified people who have been truthful, you have always uh, murdered them, you have always given them poison like Socrates or Muhammad Sahib. So they are really literally frightened of coming down. And uh, they have told me, Mother, that you work for twelve years, then we'll come down. Now already ten years I've worked, say two years later, I hope they are willing to come down. They have, some of them have lost their limbs and uh, suffering quite a lot. It has been a very sad thing. But do, people do go to them, see them, and sometimes one, once in a year they meet people. But uh, still, you see, one of them I asked him to go down to America, Mr. Try, he was there, he came all the way, went to America, he ran back, he just couldn't bear them. He said, they are horrible people, I mean, they have no sense of anything. They are absolutely in hell, how can I do anything there? I mean, you have to have patience. You have to understand that they are in, in a turmoil, they are beautiful people, they are seekers, they are saints, but they are so much mislaid by these gurus, you see, their kundalini is spoiled, their chakras are spoiled, so many problems are there, you see. So you have to have a mother, what to do? All right? It's the right question. Because some people try all kinds of tricks and they get burning and blistering and all that. It is like a knife, a villager coming and putting his hand into the plug and saying that I got a shock from the electricity, electricity shock giving, it is like that. You have to be authorized, your character is different, your style is different, you become a different person. Once you are realized you will be amazed, your priorities will change completely. 
Absolutely, your priorities will be very different. Never, never. No, no. You can never use it for anything now. Actually, what happens, the lowest chakra has got a deity called as Shri Ganesha. It's the deity actually of innocence. It is that deity incarnated as Christ. Christ is the embodiment of innocence, actually. That's the most powerful, full thing a human being has, innocence, you see. And he sits there. And anybody who tries to enter through these wrong paths, you see, it is he who gets into temper, you see, and he sort of throws his heat on the sympathetic nervous system. And when that heat crosses like that, then you get all these things of uh, people start screaming, shouting and all that. Because that deity knows who is who. That deity knows and the Kundalini also knows. But Kundalini itself, she is your mother. Can you think? Not only in this life, but in many lives she has been loving you, she has been with you, she has been guarding you, she has been looking after. How can she harm And she will never take you to wrong path, never, no question. But because of this kind of behavior, it happens. But how people work it out in a wrong way, also I'll tell you, in, a sh in short, because it's a very big subject. Have you got some books from us, uh, from there? Did you bring some advice? There is a very big book, and he, uh, he is a Swiss, uh, Swiss scholar, Swiss and French-speaking Swiss. He's written a good book about Kundalini, about my work, it's called as Advent. Nobody has it. If you, if you place your orders, they will give you one. All of you should have that. In that I've explained, I mean through him, uh, that how people work out these black magics and things, you see, which is wrong. What they do, say for example, you have a deity or you can say you have the presence of some person like that. Say my photograph itself has vibrations, for example, yeah. Now this photograph, if you keep it here and if you start misbehaving or say doing something which is insulting to this photograph, it will, the attention in this photograph will stay for a while, otherwise then it disappears. You'll find the photograph will become black and the attention will go away and there won't be any vibrations coming, sort of it slept off, sleeps off the thing. Now that area where the photograph is becomes like a vacuum for all the divine vibrations and all the divinity. Then that portion they use for calling all the spirits and all this. It's a very elaborate method. They go to the uh, symmetries and all these things and call these spirits. Supposing some very ambition, ambitious man dies, immediately uh, they go to his pyre and find out his body, bones and something and work it out in such a way that his spirit hovers around and they use it. And so you will find that in a temple, say, of a goddess or a temple, I would say now I've been to your uh, Notre Dame is a temple where there is a statue of Mary and Christ and that is vibrating will be amazed that statue is vibrating. There are many statues like that, but one of them that is vibrating. Now say they can work it out in that temple if they come to know about it, you see. So they go to a temple like that, if they know there are vibrations and that's the deity is living. So 
what they do is to do something like that by which the attention of the Jiji goes and they get a place there. They will do puja and things like that and say mantras by which they use that place for their own purpose. And once they have used that pur- their purpose, then the whole thing becomes bad. Even mantras, if they are not enlightened, this is unauthorized. For example, supposing somebody gives you a name of Rama. Actually in Sahaja Yoga there is nothing like mantras, only what you have to know is the centers and you should know what are the deities and, the, and what, what thing can awaken the deities and where is the Kundalini and which one is to be used. So it is moving from station to station, so you have to know everything. It moves very fast in Sahaja Yoga. But otherwise in former days the Kundalini used to move very slowly from one station to another station. So they would, a realized soul would give a mantra to that person that you are now supposing at Nabhi it is. So he will give you a mantra of Nabhi so that the Nabhi is cleared out and the Kundalini rises higher. But it has to be a realized soul, otherwise the mantra is not also awakened and it has no connection with the deity, it is unauthorized. So what they do, supposing somebody gives you a mantra of Ram, who is not authorized, and he gives you a mantra of Ram. It is like some policeman trying to do, some policeman who is not a policeman trying to do something like a policeman, unauthorized. So he tells you that, all right, you take the name of Ram. Now he is not authorized, he he does not know the protocol, there is no connection uh, he has with Ram. So when he gives you the name of Ram, you start taking the name of Ram. Now this Ram you cannot approach, the real one. So somebody, a man who died with the name of Ram is around, you see these busy bodies, he comes into it. Then he does all these material tricks, something like, say, moving this place, this one, from there to there, or suddenly locking the door. I mean, God does not have this interest. Why should he try to do these things, removing things from here to there, or sort of, even they can kill people. They can do it. They try all these things, killing people, they put you into mass hysteria, they do all kinds. I mean, there's so many varieties. ESP is also the same. Even some people get this hunch, uh, oh, that you better not go. This is also the same. These are all busy bodies. It all works out with that kind of thing. It does, no doubt. So many things are like that, they work it out. So that is not actually God's work. Like I would say, in India we had prohibition once, you see, and a Gita uh, book was used for smuggling. Can you imagine? They used to print big Gita books, and inside was hollow, and they would put a brandy bottle from, say, Scotland inside and cover it up. And nobody would open a Gita book to see that was brandy. But that is the best way to smuggle it out. So they use God to smuggle out all that is horrible. That's what they manage. But it can never be used for bad. Whatever is good is good. Whatever tastes sweet, tastes sweet. It does not do any harm to you. Only thing is when you are realized and you do not establish your realization, your vibrations are lost again. Once you have established it, it is there. When you go away from the attention of the Divine, then you do suffer in the sense that you do not have vibrations and you feel again the same thing, uneasiness, you feel tension and this stuff. But when you have vibrations you are absolutely relaxed, you are very happy, your health is all right, also your wealth is all right, materially you improve, but 
not you don't become Mr. Ford, you become satisfied person because of the second, third center of Nabi opening out is the essence of well-being. Vishnu has said, yoga kshema vahamya. When you get your realization, yoga, then your well-being works out automatically. And how it works out, I'll tell you that also. But it is not too much. Now I would say England. England could be very rich if you could get rid of all your black magic and spiritualists from here. This is all witchcraft. As soon as you get rid of them, you will be surprised you will be very rich people. It is working on your mind, you have become so lethargic. It gives you all kinds of ideas, alcoholism, all that comes from that. There's no control over yourself. Somebody else is doing it. You get rid of all these horrible gurus and all these uh, horrible things like black magic and all that, witchcraft, you'll be rich people. No doubt. In our country, those, those uh, particular uh, provinces which are really very poor are infested by these tantrikas, absolutely infested, Bihar full of tantrikas. Then we have got Kerala is full of tantrikas, horrible. Bengal are famous, Bengalis are famous for tantrikas. But you see they have a certain personal gain so they do all these tricks in the name of gaining something out of it. Even some people, even in England I have seen, they want to contact their parents and something like that. I mean you should leave them alone now, give them their freedom. Why do you want to contact them? Another thing in the churches to have all these things buried. I mean, this is very wrong. I don't know who told them to bury. I mean, this is just the opposite of what Christ would have said. I don't know where in the Bible it is written that put all of them under the churchyard. It's very wrong. There is no sense in it. Leave them alone. And this is what it is. I live very near a church, a very famous church, cathedral. <laughs> I shouldn't tell <laughs> I always bless that church because I'm really worried little children are walking inside, everybody's walking inside. It's a horrible place, it's a haunted place, absolutely haunted. But there are even worse churches. I mean, these are simple things people do not know. Christ has said it clearly. He drove out all these spirits into the pig and all that, isn't it? You know all about it. We've forgotten Christ, we've forgotten everyone, and I don't know how we have become that modern that <laughs> we don't mind crawling upon or walking upon some grave. And most of these are dissatisfied souls. They are not simple, normal people, you see. They are very ambitious, some soldiers or some kings or some sort of horrible people who are laid down there in the church, imagine in the public church. Now let's see how many people get Sahaja Yoga, how they come up, then we can change things, we can understand. See, they are horrible things. Once you are realized, you will know them better. Such a lot is going on everywhere, even in Cambridge. I know for definite. These things are here. Just don't go near them. Horrible things. God has nothing to do with this. This is either left side or right side, as you said. Left side movement or right side. If you go to the left too much, then you go into collective subconscious. All those sly people who are dead are there. If you go to the right, you go to the collective supraconscious, where the, all the ambitious, like Mr. Hitler. What? Hitler did the same. 
Hitler did the same. He used his power to entice people and used them for destruction. It's just mesmerism. We have to understand this. <coughs> Should we have realization? All right. Is there any other question? A good question that you asked me, because it's true, many people have written that it harms and all that. It is unauthorized. You see, a person who has to raise the Kundalini has to be a born realized or a realized soul. He should know about Kundalini. And such a person is a beautiful person, a clean person. He becomes a pure person. After realization you yourself will know, because you'll start seeing yourself and you'll start cleansing yourself. The, clean, the cleanliness will come through Kundalini. You yourself will clean. There won't be any problem. Because once you get out of your car, you can clean it. And you can see, you see, I'm not identified with my sari. If the sari is, say, dirty, I can clean it. But supposing I'm identified, then I can. This is what happens, just happens automatically. It's the greatest cleanser is this Kundalini. She just washes you off. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. That's what it is. All right? That's it. Put your hands up. Yes. Please. <coughs>